Nate Palmer is a nutritional expert and author of The Million Dollar Body Method. His views on eating is that calories aren't just calories, they're communication. This episode, you'll learn why he believes breakfast is truly the most important meal of the day, as well as how to eat in a way that boosts your entrepreneurial performance. So I really think that when we eat food, we're signaling something to our body. Okay. So if you're having like a pizza, you're signaling a different, something different than when you're having like broccoli and chicken, right? So the way we really can actually have these amazing results long-term, have our body build muscle, burn fat is by learning some of these inputs and learning these communication mechanisms that are so like foreign. They're just kind of like, cause we are living in this like Amazon prime culture. We just want that those results now. Right. Like, are you telling me keto is going to get me fit? Like, well, let's just do keto. Like, why does it work? Who knows? Who gives a shit? Like, let's just go with it. You know? So we, no one bothers to actually learn the basics of communication before they, they dive into the next fad diet or workout. So just as an example, like everyone thinks that, oh, oh, I, I need to lose some weight. So I should probably start running. Right. I need to like, I need to, to like, that's what Rocky does. I just need to go do that. But what they don't realize is when you're running, what you're communicating to your body is long-term is that like, let's elevate our stress levels. Let's create more cortisol and let's tell our body that like, Hey, we might be running for a really long time at this kind of slow pace. We should probably store a little bit more fat. So you have the ability to like burn it if we are going to be continuing to run. So like in short bursts, it can be, it can be beneficial if you love running great, but, but it's not a great fat loss input because it's teaching your body and training it to do something different. What people don't realize is that walking actually is a such a better fat burning input because our body is able to access the fat, the stored energy that we've been, that we've been putting in storing, you know, those pizzas or whatever else. And it doesn't take these high carb loads to continue to give our body the energy to keep pushing forward. So we think, oh, we should like, we should run, not walk. But in reality, the more you walk, the more your body is actually going to be able to a burn fat, which is great, but also continue to learn how to burn stored fat. So I worked at a grocery store uh, when I was funny story. I, I, I had, uh, I'm just going to go off on a huge tangent. Here, do it, do want. the tangent, please. <laughs> so uh, when I was growing up, it was my 17th birthday party. And my friends had come over and one of my friends being just a kind of a jackass parks in my driveway, parks his car perpendicular. Yeah. And I'm like, ha ha ha. So funny. I'm going to push his car like over here into some rocks. I'll yeah. get him. Right. So I'd open it up, put it in neutral, go around, start pushing it. But didn't realize that he had like turned the wheel super hard. So rather than just going straight back, it starts going like down my like pretty slanted driveway. And I'm like, if I try to get back in this car, I'll probably die. So I guess I'll just see what happens. Yeah. So it just goes back and turns and runs into my other friend's car. And I was like, <laughs> what have I, what have I just done? Yeah. I just, I'm 17. I'm like, that's it. That's my life. I should probably just kill myself, you know? Yeah. So, um, ended up, get, didn't do that. I ended up getting a job at a grocery store Yeah. as a bag boy, which, you know, is like the lowest of the low. Right. Yeah. And in the grocery store, so I had all the bad jobs. I had to like clean up the puke. I had to put back the stuff. Yeah. And then I had to restock the shelves. Mm. And when I was restocking the shelves, we always had this, what's called the last in first outer life foam model. Yeah. Basically what that means is that when you have milk, like someone takes milk out, I don't take new milk and push it back in and hold that like that old milk and just keep pushing it back up to the top. Yeah. What we do is we come around the back and put the milk on top. So the last one that we got put in is always going to come to the front. Right. And so like, this is related. I promise. Yeah, no, I trust you. (laughs) 
So what we want to do is we want to train our body to use the last in first out model. But if we're constantly communicating to our body, signaling like, hey, burn these carbs, burn these carbs, burn this donut, burn this donut, then our body is going to be constantly pulling from our, the food we just ate, the first in first out model. Yeah. And it's never going to learn how to use the stored fat. So we're just going to kind of keep accumulating and accumulating and accumulating and accumulating fat without ever really being able to burn it off. That's why so many people like, are like, oh yeah, I was athletic in high school and college. And then like, you know, I got a job and then suddenly they're 40 pounds heavier. Yeah. Cause they've been doing it wrong. They've been snacking. They've been communicating the wrong things overall for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. They look up and their body has no idea how to do these things anymore because they've been teaching it the wrong thing for decades. Yeah. So your body has kind of like a, a memory kind of, it will go like, Oh, this is what we were doing last week, last month, last year. This is what we're going to continue doing. And now you're saying that you should reprogram how your body reacts to, you know, stimulus, which is, you know, food technically and exercise. Yeah, totally. And it's not, not so much that, like you have to like go in and reprogram yourself. You can switch it right away. You can yeah. start doing the right things pretty and your body is adaptable. It like it would prefer to burn fat rather than just be burning carbs all the time, but burning carbs is easier. Yeah. It's just so like your body's gonna always take the path of least resistance. We love homeostasis, you know. So we don't want to gain muscle, we don't want to lose fat. Those things are hard and they they indicate that like perhaps something's going on. Is there a famine? Is there something like I need to be worried about? Mm. So we just need to like kind of like give it like give it the path, make it very easy for our body to lose weight by having the right inputs, communicating the correct things. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people view exercise in the you know same regard as if they're kind of, you know, either training for a marathon or, or training to be on the stage at Mr. Olympia, like, like to be a bodybuilder, when most people should kind of optimize for a more kind of functional fitness. Like you don't want to be completely jacked and then all you do is sit behind a desk all day type thing. And you don't want to be able to run 30 miles when realistically all you want to do is, is have good lung health. I mean, I want to be completely jacked and sit behind a desk all day. <laughs> but yeah, so you kind of had this view of using training to make yourself feel better rather than just to explicitly look better or be skinnier. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, like I have kind of some differing thoughts on this. I love training. I've always had like a training background. Nutrition is kind of this thing that I've gotten into the last five years yeah. that I, that I found is like, is just critical for my, for my clients to succeed. Yeah. When I was previously working with clients, like, so I've been a trainer since 2008, I mm -hmm. started working online like in 2015. Mm -hmm. And basically I was like, Sam, you want to get fit? Here's a workout program. Go. And you're like, uh, this is an Excel document with names of exercises. What am I supposed to do? And it was like, it was, just wasn't as something that like I would look at and be like, yes, great workout. Let's do it. A lot. Most people were like, I don't even know where to start with this. And I was like, oh, dang it. You know what I forgot on this videos you yeah. need to film a lot of videos. So I filmed like 600 exercise videos. And then, I, and I took <laughs> dude, like hundreds of hours putting these exercise videos back into my Excel document. And then you're like, Hey, I need to get fit. And I'm like, boom, workout. Let's go by the way, videos. Yeah. And you're, and people were still like, I don't know, because we weren't using nutrition as the primary driver of their fitness, their fitness results. Yeah. So once I realized that I've been like kind of screwing it up for a long time, I kind of went back to the drawing board and was like, what do we need to do? Cause like to, to get people the better results. So came up with what, called, what I call the million dollar body method, which is a four step framework. It, first step is nutrition. We have to get your nutrition dialed in. Number one, you're going to get better results that way. Mm -hmm. Even if you're just walking or like, cause like in the first phase, what I consider like phase one of, of fat loss, mm. people are only training 20 minutes. Yeah. The goal isn't even for them to like do anything crazy or get their first pull up or, you know, like look, like look super jacked. It's mm -hmm. to develop a habit. Yeah. Nutrition does the heavy lifting for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Then we get a little bit deeper into it. We go a little bit bigger workouts. Then we, and then we like work on the framework of the nutrition. Okay. You did this, you did this like meal plan, very myopic, very specific. Yeah. Now it's back up. How did you do that? Why did it work? What can you fill in the blanks with? What, how do you eat your favorite foods as well? Yeah. Then about like round around month three, that's when we ratchet up the, the training and start using that as a primary driver for our physique results rather than just, um, just nutrition. Because I think at that point you can start being like, oh man, like I'm feeling leaner. Yeah. I'm seeing some muscle tone. Let's work on developing some of the bigger muscle groups that are going to give me that look that I'm, that I'm going for. Help me feel really good because you know, when you look good, you feel good. When you wake up in the morning and you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, hell yeah, let's go. You're going to have a good day. You know, that's just how it is. So I like, yes, I want people to feel good, but also I do want people to look good. And if like most of my clients kind of want to be in that 10, 12% Mm. body fat range where it's not like dick skin shredded veins everywhere, but they look up, they got three, they got a three or four pack. They're feeling really good. They super confident at the beach or at the pool. They feel like strong and able. I think able is a really good word for how I want people to like show up. Yeah. Right. They, They say that like the the best ability is availability. So like, if you're able to like show up for your kids, for your work, for your spouse, whoever, mm. whatever that is, that's what we're going for. So it's not so much like, here's what you like, here's what, here's the look you need to go for. Here's the, like the, the ability you need to have, you need to be able to run 30 miles. And a lot of people have those goals and those are, those are cool and we can work on them, but really it's like, how do you look good, feel good, perform good. Yeah. And so with a view to nutrition, obviously, when you're exercising, you're stressing out your body. If you're lifting weights, you're, you're breaking your muscles. If you're running, you're, you're kind of exercising, you know, your cardiovascular system. How do you kind of view, you know, the, the concept of when you're refueling your body or when you're eating? How, how do you kind of optimize a, a eating plan to a person? Because, you know, s- some people want to be vegetarian. Other people want to be vegan and say that that's the, the way forward. But. I'm wondering what your your kind of spin on it is, is if you believe, you know, okay, yes, you need to get protein, meat protein's not bad, but vegetable protein's good. You know, I'm curious because every, every trainer and every kind of nutritionalist has different views on these things. This is a great question. I'm so glad you gave me a chance to answer it because here's my stance on that. If you want to be vegan or vegetarian, do not talk to me. Do not work <laughs> with me. Do not contact me. Do not look at me in the eyes. I'm not, I don't have expertise there. I'm not interested in that. I don't care about it. I don't think it's very uh, sustainable. Mm. I also think veganism is an extremely advanced diet and people start thinking of it as a fat loss diet. Mm. That's when we cross wires and you start missing the point, mm. right? And if you if you want to go vegan because you care about like the environment or animal rights or whatever else, awesome, more power to you. I can't help you. Yeah. But what about, you know, just what diets do you suggest in general? Like, how do you suggest people eat? Like, cause, okay, as a carnivore, some people go, oh, red meat's terrible. Pork is terrible. You know, how, how, do, you, how do you get nutrition in your eyes? What's the, what's the best ways forward? Any kind of hacks or, or, you know, thoughts around that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I literally wrote a whole book about it. So that's what I talk about in the Million Dollar Body Method is like is a seven step plan. So it's I call them the seven daily investments mm. where three of those investments are breakfast, lunch and dinner. And you said carnivore earlier. I don't think you were talking about the carnivore diet, but mm. I'll go on record as saying if you want to do the carnivore diet. Also, don't look at me. Don't talk to me <laughs> and never speak to me. Yeah. Also stupid. Yeah. You know, so I'm just so I'm like. I'm aggressively in the middle on this. Yeah. You, you want people um, to eat fruit, vegetables, and meat, you know, all of all the yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Like all the things that are like our mouths are designed to chew, you know, yeah. kind of the way our body is built for, mm. right? Like I'm call me crazy, but I feel like an omnivore diet, like the way humans are supposed to eat is kind of ideal. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm getting 
a little aggressive, a little heated right now. Probably the, <laughs> get, do it. Get heated. Like you're passionate. I, I must say, I do love it when people are passionate. But okay, to, to jump out of the, the diet side of things. And then I, into, I, can, I can actually answer your question now rather than on. standing on a soapbox if you, yeah. if you prefer that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of figuring out nutrient timing. Okay. And we do this because I think that most people are coming to a weight loss or fat loss program and they're insulin resistant. Right. Um, are you familiar with like what that sounds like or what that means? I can That's where your body kind of, kind of spikes in insulin levels after you eat food and that type of thing. Is that, is that kind of right? Yeah, that's basically it. So what happens is when you eat, especially carbohydrates, but anything really, your body will have a increase in blood sugar right. and how big that spike is, the amplitude and how fast it drops is, is really related to how your body processes carbohydrates and sugar mm-hmm. and the the quality of the food you're eating. Yeah. So when most people are like, I'm going to have a healthy breakfast and they have a banana, what happens is they, they spike their blood sugar, their insulin tr- rises to meet it, but actually will go probably a little too much. You have some more insulin in your body than you actually can use. Mm. Your blood sugar goes back down, but you still have this remaining insulin. Yeah. So that's why people start getting these like these dips at like 1030, they're tired, they're hungry. And they're like, why am I hungry? I just ate breakfast. Yeah. Well, it's because your body's not processing carbohydrates the right way because you've been teaching it the wrong things for years. Mm. So when you have these insulin resistance, now we want to make like what's happening is like, rather than going and having like six blueberries, which is going to solve that problem, fix their blood sugar issue, they go have half a donut. So their insulin's here, their blood sugar's here, then it shoots back up, insulin rises meet it. And so all day long, we're constantly out of balance. Yeah. And um, it's, which is causing energy, energy spikes and lulls. It's mm-hmm. causing, um, hunger cravings. So what we want to do is we want to give our body the ability to have a nice steady stream of energy. So rather than having these big spikes from like eating oatmeal or cereal, or whatever else we, in the morning, what I love to do is do a high protein, high fat breakfast. Yeah. Give yourself this like time release, slow burning energy. Mm. Again, teaching your body what you want it to do. What I want you to do with this meal is I want you to give me a lot of low impact fuel. Mm. I want you to fuel my work, my work day. I want you to fuel my mental like capacity. I want you to fuel how I'm like feeling as I go through my podcasting. If I'm gaming, if I'm writing an email sequence, if I'm doing a presentation, mm. all those things, mm-hmm. fat does a really good job of fueling. Mm. And if you're having the right types of fats in the morning, mm. you can actually teach your body. Okay. We use fat for these activities. Yeah. Let's pull from those stores. Like we talked right. about earlier. So and then, um, and then kind of like my, my other philosophy will be kind of summed up is don't snack mm-hmm. snacking stupid. Okay. And if, if we want to like, yeah, let's just keep going here. But like the six meal per day idea that was sold by supplement companies yeah. met metrics back in the nineties, they came out with a, they wrote an article that was just prolific at the time. That was like, Hey, you need to, you need to be having six meals per day mm-hmm. for maximum muscular development. Yeah. And you know why they had that? Yeah. Why? I, I have no clue because they were promoting a protein supplement at the time. They said you need three meals and three shakes a day. Okay. So no scientific backing to this. They just were like, uh, yeah, it like increases your metabolism. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. But they're trying to just sell supplements. Right. So they, so this whole mythos was born around six meals per day, stoking your metabolic fire, which is complete and utter horseshit. Yeah. And so, and it was just a marketing ploy a genius one, yeah. but a marketing ploy. And so now people are like, Oh, I'm, I'm having six meals per day. I'm like, Susan, that's a donut. Yeah. You should, that's not a meal. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> She's like, I, I need to stoke my metabolism. You think, you think that's going to do it? Yeah. So, so having less snacks 
is a great way to counteract the rapid and frequent blood sugar spikes we experience when we're eating all the time. Yeah. Plus, if you want to be focused, if you want to have a lot of mental acuity, be like laser, laser in on whatever the task is you're doing, mm. don't eat. If you want to get more done, eat less. Because every time you eat and you're digesting food, you're pulling blood from your extremities, your arms, your legs, your brain right. into your gut for digestion. Yeah. So like, and then, so we spend all day long spiking, lo- dropping, spiking, dropping, spiking, dropping, spiking, dropping our energy just all over the board. And we get home, we're exhausted. We're like, what did I do today? I don't have time to go to the gym. I'm so tired. But in reality, your body's just been out of whack for so long that like most people don't even realize it. They're ha- they've been having like flu-like symptoms for the last five years because they've been eating like shit yeah. and not working out. So with a view to, to eating versus not eating and apparently eating, giving you a, a bit more energy or being able to kind of, you know, go for longer. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And I know a lot of people don't eat breakfast. They live for lunch and they eat dinner. Yeah. And I used to be on that train too. So I used to be big in, in intermittent fasting, the 16 and eight. I did it for 18 months straight. And it was pretty good. Mm. I, I thought it was, I thought it was really helpful. I was also not insulin resistant at the time. So that like, that was helpful. The guy had some good energy, but what I noticed, and because a lot of the people that I work with, Sam, are entrepreneurs, business owners, and they require a lot of focus. Like we do our, our deep work in the morning and then we do our checklist in the afternoon, essentially. Yeah. Um, what I noticed is that the lunch is kind of the biggest meal of the day and all afternoon long, I would take like what tasks that would take me two hours and it would take me four hours. I was just slow, sluggish, yeah. run down all the time. So I was never really like operating at peak performance in the afternoon. So by, by having the right breakfast, you train your body to use fat for fuel. And mm-hmm. by having the right lunch, you keep that energy and focus high for the afternoon tasks. And this is like, this is the best part about it is that you've created now a safety net or an insurance policy. So when you go home and your kids are like, dad, let's have Mac and cheese. You're like, all right. Yeah, yeah, you can just you can eat a little bit more freely at dinner. You can have higher carbs. You can have those things. You can break bread with friends and family. You don't have to show up to uh, grandma's house with a Tupperware, <laughs> like a total nerd. Yeah. Being like, no, I have to eat the halibut and broccoli. Get out of here with that shit. That is so unsustainable and so unfulfilling. So it gives you the ability to have great days, high energy, teach your body to burn fat, bigger dinners with family, breaking bread, enjoying yourself and then sleep deeper. Like what, like what is not to love about that? Yeah. And how do we get to that point of having, you know, better, deeper sleep through, through having a day of nutrition. So breakfast is going to be, you said high fat, high protein. I'm assuming lunch will be something kind of light, but still nutritious. And then dinner, you can have whatever you want. Kind of. Yeah. Like, so I, I, again, I lay it out in the book basically as like the part of the seven daily investments. Lunch would be like high protein. Everything's high protein. Just a hint right there. Everything yeah. high protein all the time. Lunch is high protein with uh, vegetables. A lot of nutrient density is what we're looking for there. Eat, eat the rainbow. Yeah. And then dinner is going to be high carb, high protein and vegetables. Right. We keep most of the fats in the beginning of the day. I don't like to mix, have a lot of fats and, and carbs at the same meal. Mm. Carbs are an accelerant. They're Insulin is, is the key that unlocks all, all these cells. So when you're having fats, it's much easier to store them as fat mm-hmm. if you're having a, a high load of carbs with it. So right. push those carbs at the beginning of the day, have your carbs at the end of the day and like, like out the door, it's making your, it's going to make your life so much easier. Plus now you have a framework. So you show up at a restaurant, mm-hmm. you're like, uh, I'll, um, I guess we're having protein, carbs, and vegetables, what meals satisfy that requirement? Yeah. And there's like, okay, choose from these six. It makes right. it so easy. Okay. And also kind of mixed into that, you know, our, our diet and nutrition is supplements. So, 
just before we actually got into the interview, me and you were talking about a supplement that I called Dopa Rush, which is kind of a, a caffeine alternative. But what are other kind of supplements that people should have or, you know, people should try to improve, you know, not only their workouts, but also their just day to day life? I got three mandatory ones that like that all my clients take regardless. Okay. Number one is whey protein or protein supplement. I don't even think of it as a supplement. It's mostly like a, just like kind of like a food product at this point, because right. it just makes it very easy to get protein. So easy to get your, like the right nutrition out the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's like, that's one that I just think that continues to make everyone's life better. Mm-hmm. Number two, zinc and magnesium. I'm, I'm loving those into the same thing. Magnesium right. is really important, especially for men, especially for hormonal health, especially for recovery. You want to sleep deeper. You want to feel better. You want to have less joint pains. Got to have zinc and magnesium in your, in your life. Quick tip on that. Don't eat the magnesium oxide. Anything that ends in IDE is going to, um, prior, like promote, you know, making you shit more right. and not so much some of these other, like the other benefits that we're looking for. Yeah. You want a magnesium supplement that ends in ATE, taurinate, right. gluconate, um, like something like that, because those are going to be able to better to pass the blood brain barrier and are generally higher quality. Right. Oxides are heated up too much. They just are not lower quality supplements in most cases. Okay. And then the last one that I recommend every single person take, um, you probably need to be taking this as well. Like when I was living in the Seattle yeah, and the Pacific Northwest where it's um, t- correct me if you heard, if, uh, if you heard this one before where it's gloomy, it's overcast, it rains a lot. Oh yeah. Stop that's that's, that's London all over. That's Britain all over. Yeah. That, that's perfect. You've got it spot on. They don't even test for vitamin D deficiency anymore. They're yeah. just like, uh, yeah, you probably have it. Take some supplements and move on, but take the right kind. Like a lot of people are just taking like the pills or whatever. Mm. Um, we want to make sure that we're taking the drops for better absorption rate. And we're yeah. making sure that we're taking a D3 with a K2 on it as well. K2 is not potassium. It's a, just a different mineral. Yeah. But what it does is it prevents the vitamin D from leaching calcium out of your bones and soft tissues. Okay. And one of those things that I have to ask is, you know, people say that milk is a terrible source of calcium. What What, what is milk good for? You know, or, you know, because vitamin D is obviously, you know, good for your body in general. But I, I'm always curious what, what nutritionists think about milk because it's a really contentious topic at the moment. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I don't necessarily think that milk is a terrible source of calcium. It's not as optimal as say like broccoli, yeah. you know, like broccoli has more calcium, but milk just has better PR team. <laughs> do, you, do you remember in like 2001, 2002, when all the athletes were like, got milk, yeah, got milk. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Right. Genius. Right. Yeah. And so now we're dealing kind of like the fallout from all that, where people are like, go like so far one side or the other. Mm. I, once again, aggressively in the middle there, um, if do you have lactose intolerance, do you have some sort of like part of your body that's not breaking down those lactose or lactates? If so, don't drink milk. That's <laughs> yeah. a good, that's a really good rule of thumb. If you don't have that great drink, drink milk. If you want to, it doesn't really matter. It's not like you need it to survive. Yeah. Some people are weirded out that they're drinking like another animal's milk. I'm not, I like milk. I'll drink it occasionally. <laughs> um, other things that I like with it are the milk products, cheese, ice cream, all those things belong in my diet because I have no, I have no like proclivity towards lactose intolerance. So it kind of, it's a totally personally dependent. I don't think villainizing milk is, is a good idea, but people love the extremes. Yeah. People do. I'm extremely mid middle of the road. Yeah. Well, I think that's what, once you know, you know, the dangers and, and the benefits of something you only really can, you know, depending on what it is, but depending on how it goes, you can only really sit in the middle and go, well, there's good parts, there's bad parts. And for me, it's this, or for you, it might be that. So 
I guess I'm I'm kind of like leaning towards a, a question that you know that is kind of looming in the air because we've been so focused on the body and then we kind of got up to nutrition, which is you know still part of the body but also has an influence on your overall health. So, how can we, you know, use training and nutrition to improve our mind and our mindset? Yeah, I think that this is a great question, and it's one of the like things that I don't think people really think about when it comes to training, which we. We're so focused on how do I get skinnier? How do I drop weight? How do I lose X? How do I get lower? You know, like all our, like, even though you hear those words, they're all negative words or how do we become less essentially? Whereas I think training is a great way to become more. Um, like whether it's training to get your first pull up or running a marathon, like all those things are great and great ways of like utilizing, utilizing training to build something awesome. But I think the one that doesn't get, doesn't get a lot of love is building mental fortitude through consistency. And one question I like to ask my clients is like, Sam, dude, if, if this was going to take you five times as long to get the results that you're looking for as, as the average person, mm -hmm. would it still be worth it to you? Well, it would have to be because it's just because it's taking me five times longer. doesn't mean I'm not going to get a similar or the same result. It's just taking me longer. Totally. So what I think that like that kind of that like breeds and lends itself to is the idea of like the journey is the reward, mm -hmm. right? you're working out. It's not because you're like, after one workout, you're going to have like big veiny muscles. Mm. It's because after one workout, you're going to be better than you were before the workout yeah. physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, like some, some of us that, that like that therapy time, but now it's like, now you string those together and now mm. you've done a week of workouts. Now yeah. you've done a month of workouts. Now you've done a year of workouts. You haven't missed a workout in a year. Mm. What is that doing for you? You know, you committed, you said, I want to work out. And then you put in the bank da daily putting in like, like investments into your bank account daily on a daily basis. I worked out, I worked out, I ate healthy, I ate healthy. Every single time you do that, that's an esteemable action. Yeah. That builds confidence. Mm -hmm. It builds self-esteem and it builds a relentless, unshakable, inevitable mindset mm. where you're like, yo, tell me, tell me I can't do something because if I say something, it's already done. Yeah. I want a reputation where someone's going to, where someone hears me say, Hey, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to move to South America. I'm going to do whatever this thing is. Mm. And then they're like, Nate said it, it's happening. Yeah. That's who I am. That's what I want to cultivate. And that's what I want to bring to my clients as well. Because at the end of the day, that's honestly more important than having a six pack, yeah. being an inevitable person where you're mm. like, Hey, my word is, my word is bond. And if I say it, it's, it's on, it's happening. So don't even like, and when you like, cause it's great when other people believe that about you, that's nice. And that's reinforcing. But when you believe that about yourself, Sam, there's not, there's nothing that can stop you. Nothing yeah. can stand in your way. And I think that is an amazing aspect of training that no one talks about. Yeah. And how do we go from being a person who's saying they're going to do something and doesn't do it to a person that says something and it's like, Oh, you know, that person said they're going to do it. I know they're going to give it a, you know, a fucking good try. They're going to get going one day at a time, one mm. workout at a time, one rep at a time. And alcoholics anonymous, they say, you don't need to be sober for the rest of your life. You need to be sober today though. Yeah. You know, so rather than, rather than trying to think about like, oh my gosh, I have to hit all these workouts and meal prep, all this stuff. You go, no, mm. I'm going to work out great today. I'm going to hit my seven daily investments today mm. and tomorrow will deal with itself. Yeah. So rather than, like, rather than trying to like have like the view of the mountain where you're standing at the bottom being like, oh my God, it's so big. Yeah. Just take that one step. Right. And the one step leads to the next because what's happening, and I, I talked about the four-step process. So I, I call it nutrition, habits, training, and then momentum. Mm. Momentum is key here, right? Because like, like I went to a, 
train park with my daughter a while back and these, these giant trains, right? These things are massive. They're so huge. And they're just sitting on the train and they have like a little like dude, like door stopper. It's like as big as my phone in front of their train wheels. And that keeps them in place because there's no movement. You take that same piece of equipment. That's like 60, 70 tons of metal and you give it, you know, have it going 40, 50 kilometers an hour. Yeah. You, you could put a brick wall in front of it. It's going straight through. You cannot stop someone with momentum like that. Yeah. And so uh, with entrepreneurship, momentum is very, very important. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs, they kind of, they, they would do, you know, similar how we're talking about insulin spikes and stuff like that. They spike up, they fall right down. They spike up, they fall right down. So how can you, as an entrepreneur, get your momentum going from, a, you know, let's say from a, a, a food and nutrition point of view, how, how can we, you know, enhance ourselves in that way? This is an awesome question because I think a lot of people think these are separate things. Mm. My business is one entity. My family is one entity. My health is one entity. Nah, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. So we need to stack wins. We need to aggregate those W's on a daily basis. When you wake up, you need to get a win first thing. Mm -hmm. So for me, daily investment, number one, liquid assets. You drink your water. Okay. Mm -hmm. You get 32 ounces of water first thing in the morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. You do your morning routine. That's a win. Yeah. You did it. Stack some supplements on there. Have your second daily investment, the like the, the entrepreneur breakfast on there. Okay. Mm. Now you got your water. You got your breakfast in two wins in a row. Mm. Next, we get a 20 minute training session in three wins. So now your momentum is starting to pick up for the day. And so when you go to work and, and like, and you have the energy and the focus, the mental acuity that you need. And someone's like, Hey, you want to eat this? Like, you know, this heavy meal, you go burger and fries. You want to go have four beers with me? You're like, no, I'm on a winning streak right now. I'm going to keep it going. Yeah. And keeping your winning streak going is kind of like something you should protect, you know, with your life because it is your life. Yeah, totally. And not to say that you never have a beer again. Yeah. But when you do, when you, when you choose to do that, you don't choose to do it in the middle of a, of a win streak during the middle of your day. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people get to that point where they realize that some things that, you know, that you really, really love doing, you can still do. But when you're on this kind of, you know, mission or journey, of success or trying to you know win or do your own thing there's some things that you just have to go oh do you know what i actually can't do that because if i do that today tomorrow's going to start off this way or if i if i don't do this today then i'm going to have to do it eventually or i'm going to lose all my momentum type thing that brings us right back to our inputs versus outputs it's like yeah. okay i understand that a burger and fries is, a, is an input mm -hmm. and i can make that choice and if i have that it's going to slow me down it's going to make me feel heavy mm -hmm. i'm not going to have a lot of energy i'm going to feel slow do I want that input? Mm. What is the output I'm looking for? High quality afternoon, get home in record time, have great energy for my family. Burger and fries does not serve the output I'm looking for. Therefore, yeah. the answer is no. Yeah. You know, on a Saturday afternoon, you're like, I'm just kicking it with the boys. And they're like, you want a beer? You're like, hell yeah. You know, like that's like, that's a great input at that time. Yeah. You got to make sure that your inputs equal your outputs. And for 99% for of us, that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. And so for you, Nate, you are, you know, a fitness enthusiast nutritionist expert all those all these lovely titles to do with the the body and and the mind how did you get started on this journey were you athletic in school and it kind of continued from there or was it something you discovered you know into adulthood no i was not athletic i was probably the opposite of athletic mm. um i graduated high school i was 18 i'm 6'4 i was 155 pounds so what is that 70 68 kilos yeah so super skinny. Yeah. But I really got into fitness when I was 11, actually. So mm. <laughs> I wasn't doing a lot between 11 and 18, unfortunately. But when, uh, when I was 11, someone broke into my house while I was there by myself during mm. like the, during the morning mm. 
And um, I hid under my bed with a knife. Yeah. And I heard this guy come down the hallway, bang on my door. And I was like, well, I'm probably going to die now. Yeah. And that was like, I remember in that moment, and I like, this is, you know, kind of like with age and maturity and reflection upon this. Like, I remember like, now I can look back and be like, that was the, that was the moment when I was like, I don't ever want to feel this powerlessness again. I don't ever want to feel my autonomy taken away. I don't ever want to feel like I have no recourse or no, no, nowhere to turn. And so, you know, being, being in that state, I was like, you know what I need to do is I need to buy hundreds of knives. And then I also need to have big, scary muscle armor and a beard and earrings and, you know, all the, you know, (laughs) everything you need to, to look as scary as possible. That's right. Neck tattoos. But so the, like the ridiculous suit of muscle armor, a la Arnold Schwarzenegger hasn't happened for me yet, Mm. but was great is kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, the benefits and the lessons I've learned along the way about consistency, discipline, dedication Mm. have been so much more valuable than I, I even could have ever realized and have led to this just like an incredible life where I'm able to do what I want and work with, work with my, like some amazing clients and mm. have set my schedule and be on podcasts like this. And like, I, and like, like last year I was like, I promoted myself to author. I was like, okay, we're writing a book now. It's like, I was able to block off two months to really dedicate to like writing every single day. And that's just not possible. If you don't, if you don't control your own destiny, if you don't set your own rules. And I think that's one thing that I love about training is it allows you to set your own rules because you can see what you're capable of and what discipline and dedication can bring to you. Yeah. And seeing as you just touched on it, what was the process like of writing your book? Because every writer has a different thing. And you're the first person I've heard say that you were able to take, you know, two months to be able to sit and focus and write your book. So what was that time like? And what was that process like? So I've written two, I wrote Passport Fitness um, in 2018. That came out in like May, 2018 before my, my daughter was born. And then this uh, Million Dollar Body Method came out in February, uh, 2021 before my son was born. And basically um, both of those books, like the, the process that I went through was, well, for the first one, I didn't think I did a very good job. I just wrote a book, you know, and I got some good anecdotes in there and like some fun stories and some great tips, but it's like, Hey, you could read it and be like, that was nice. And just put it away and never really think about it again. It's fine. You like, maybe you take a couple of nuggets here or there. Great. But this one, million dollar body method, I wrote with a very specific goal in mind, which was to give you an outline for a four week, like plan, everything laid out for you. That's going to help you start to utilize this framework that I've created and put it into play at the highest level. So my process for it was, was pretty simple. I figured out like, what do I, what do I want? Like, what questions do I want to answer? Yeah. What problem do I want to solve? How do I want this book to go? And I outlined it. Okay. And then when I outlined the book, I put down under each, I ended up being like 10 or 12 sections under each section. I, I wrote out 10 to 20 of the, of the frequently asked questions I get about that. Mm. Then I wrote out the 10 to 20 should ask questions that like, if people were smarter, if they had a de- better degree of knowledge, mm. the questions that like, that you're asking me right now, like, that I'm like, oh, great question. Like that requires you to already have like a base level to understand even what to ask here. So I wrote those out too. Yeah. Then from there, I kind of played around a little bit and I created a framework for the books. I'm a big, big fan of frameworks. They make life so much easier, right? It's like, it's like a recipe. Mm -hmm. Why write from scratch when you already have the recipe? Yeah. So my framework would be like, like, here's a, here's a fact or a stat or a story or some way that I can kind of bring this idea to life. Here is the science. 
And then here is the next steps. Here's the execution piece. Right. And then each, each chapter kind of had an aggregate, like, okay, here's your, like, first thing after our morning routine, then our liquid assets, then our breakfast of entrepreneurs. And then kind of keeps growing and growing and growing till the end of the book on like the 10th the section, you have a, a detailed plan that you can apply your own foods to training protocols to, and then, and see some incredible results. Cause you're following a proven framework. And at this point, it's not even like, it's not even like, Oh, I need to like showcase that it's worked first because we've had so many people go through it and get crazy results. Mm. Just recently we had a, um, a couple who did it together mm. and over the course of like four or five months, they lost a hundred pounds. Yeah. You know, like 46 kilos together, mm. like in their household. And they've been keeping it off, feeling really good over the holidays. They're maintaining, they're feeling awesome. They're eating the food that they love. They're not stressing about it. And that is honestly more important to me than even the weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, congrats on writing, you know, two books, because some people don't even write one, even though they think they have the idea to write the one. And, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of gathering that the the millionaire, no, sorry, the million dollar body method is kind of, you know, a guide for life, right? And with that would come, you know, routines and habits, such as what you've described earlier about having a having a breakfast and this and that. So I'm curious what your morning routine is. So you wake up, you have your water, I'm assuming maybe you go and work out straight away. Yeah. So just recently I've been, I've been kind of getting back into it, but previously um, before my kids were born, I had this like nice, like 90 minute morning routine. It was great. Wake up, meditate, silence, workouts, affirmations, great breakfast, all these things. Mm. Then I, do you have any kids? No, I don't. But I understand that kids really do occupy your morning and the whole of your life. Apparently I, I haven't quite yeah, discovered they, that trouble yet. They're very selfish. Yeah. yeah. So, so like my 90 minute, beautiful morning routine evaporated. Now I have three minutes. Okay. Yeah. So that's who I wrote this for is like busy, busy parents, busy entrepreneurs who don't have the time. Mm. And a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't have kids or like my kids are grown or whatever else. I'm like, great. Add in whatever serves you. Like mm. Bruce Lee said, you know, take what is useful, reject what is not. And then add what is, is uniquely your own. Mm. Great. Like that, that, like that's what this is for. I'm not trying to give you like something you have to follow hundred percent of the time or else. Mm. Right. Like I want this to be Sam's million dollar body method, mm. not just Nate Palmer's. Yeah. So anyways, my, my morning routine in the book has wake up, have a glass of water, do 60 seconds of explosive exercise, jump rope, jumping jacks, burpees if you're a sadist, and then have another 16 ounces of water. That's my, that's like, that's going to get you most of the benefits of, of all of these complicated morning routines that you hear about. Okay. You're going to get 90% of the way there. And I'm a big fan of high, high return on investments, big ROIs on stuff. I don't want, I don't like low ROI things because I don't have time for that shit. Yeah. Right now though, I, my, my kids are both sleeping a little bit longer. So I've been waking up earlier. So I'm not waking up at like 1am, 3am, 6am, you know, mm. so I'm, I'm getting like better chunks of sleep. So I'm waking up an hour and a half before everyone doing my mm. morning routine yeah. and then grabbing a workout and a shower before anyone's up. And that's, that's been a game changer. But again, that's been like, that was not my, that's not my habit. I'm not a morning person, mm. but through consistency, through setting up triggers to making sure that like everything was in place. Mm. I've been able to hit that now for the last six weeks straight. And it's one of those things where, where you've done it before you feel like, Oh, I can do this again. Or, you know, as in you've done a morning routine before. And now the only thing that's really changing is the time. And, you know, now you're like, cool, the new challenge isn't, oh, I've got to get this morning routine down packed. I actually just have to get the time right. As long as I show up for myself at this time, there's nothing I can do wrong. And I mean, like, even if you haven't done a morning routine, but you're like, hey, I'm hitting my workouts, mm. like use that as your stepping stone. Even if you're not hitting your workouts and you're like, hey, I'm 
I'm doing great on my walks. Mm. Use that as your jumping off point. Take the wins you're getting and grow those things. James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, which is incredible if you haven't read it, um, talks about um, habit stacking. So like if you are already so good at brushing your teeth, which yeah. you have a great smile, I'm sure you're great at brushing your teeth, but you want to add in, like you want to have vitamins. You want to take that vitamin D3 and magnesium, mm. put your magnesium pills next to your toothbrush. So when you do brush your teeth, you just go, okay, great magnesium. And now you got a new habit just built in, mm. take your current wins and stack and grow them. Yeah. And being like a, a target driven person. And, you know, a mission driven person, it's not always, you know, 100% success rate. I'm sure there's times where, you know, some things go wrong. And a question I like to ask pretty much every guest is, what did you learn from a time where you tried something and it went wrong? Oh, man, so many, so many things I've done that I've done. I've had so many mistakes in business and fitness. I feel like that's why I'm a good coach in mm. a lot of ways, is because I've tried tons of stuff that haven't worked or have gone wrong. Yeah. Um, but like, I think that like on one hand, I feel like there's some like specific business lessons I've learned from having like business or fitness lessons I've learned about like exercise sequencing and warming up or like asking the market for what they want. And how do you create, like create a like adequate marketing materials? Like those things are like really specific myopic, mm. but as kind of like a more broad strokes, what I've learned is that you can't, you can't lose Sam if you don't quit. Yeah. Even if, even like I said before, if you took you five times as long, would it still be worth it? Hell yeah. I'm not, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. Mm. I'm not naturally good at this stuff. I said, I like, I'm super skinny. And my doctor once told me that I'm an exercise non-responder. He's like, <laughs> yeah, you'll never be able to grow muscles. You're just built like that. Yeah. Bitch. What? Yeah. So now, like, now I'm I motivated. Just, yeah. Tell me I can't do something. Mm. So like the, the bottom line is that like, maybe I'm not good at uh, like I was, a, I was a really good personal trainer. I was really like, I, I feel like I was like, I was top, I was pretty top notch there. Yeah. So I thought I'd be a really great online coach. I wasn't to start, mm. like I'd already told you, Yeah. but I knew that if I kept going at it, if I kept practicing, kept getting better, I would eventually be an amazing online coach. Mm. I'm not, I wasn't a, like a, a great author to start, but I knew if I kept going, yeah. kept writing, I'd be good at it. I wasn't a great podcast host to start, but now I'm 140 episodes deep and we got, we got dozens of like awesome reviews on there. You know, yeah. like I don't have to be good at something to, to, to keep going. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need people to be like, to clap for me and give me accolades, even though I love it. And, and I want everyone to love me forever all the time. Mm. Um, I don't need that to keep going because I know that give me enough time, give me enough reps with anything. Mm. And I'm going to eventually blow everyone else away because I've got more consistency, dedication, and discipline than, in, than anyone else. And I, I believe that about myself very firmly. Yeah. And, and I feel like a lot of people, aren't like that because i'm very much the same way i go to myself do you know what i want to do this and i work backwards from that place i go right okay i want to make x amount of money okay so maybe i need this amount of clients paying me that much or i need one client that pays me this much okay cool what skills do i have you know working backwards from there so how can because you're you know you're the person here who can you know help me as well as help others to do this how can you go from being a person that's quite pessimistic or is this always following you know what comes to them and be you know a self-starter a go-getter a person who goes do you know what i want to do this i'm going to go do this yeah and i think a lot of what we talked about already was like the aggregating wins stacking wins in the morning making sure that you're like you have like these little victories along the way to help give you that momentum mm. i think those are really important and great tactical steps but i think before we even do that mm. gotta get to the mindset yeah like, okay. Like a lot of people come to me and like, I want to look like Brad Pitt and fight club. Yeah. I go, cool, cool, cool. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, what? I'm like, why is that important? Who cares? Yeah. And they're like, well, I, I care. And I'm mm. like, well, 
like I've worked with a lot of brides, Sam, like yeah. people who are like, I got a date November 15th. I'm getting married. I'm yeah, like, okay. Great. Back it up. Hell. Like you said, yeah, we want to be like, back it up. We do the things. We've got three month plan, blah, blah, blah. Here's your cardio. Here's your weights. Here's your nutrition. And brides are the best clients yeah. right until the wedding. And then they're the worst clients. Cause they disappear. There's, they got the result. They got the picture and they're done. They, their why ended. Yeah. Right. So people are like, you want to get to Brad, Brad Pitt and fight club levels. Why is that important? Yeah. Because once you get there, aren't you just going to slip right back off and fall down? Like, why, why does that even like, why does that matter? Yeah. And so people are like, well, I want to, you know, be healthy for my family. Like, okay, why? They're like, well, like uh, people are always confused when I ask this question. They're like, what do you mean? Why? Like, isn't that a good reason? Like, no, it's not a good reason. Let's go to the, let's get to the heart of it. Like, well, I want to make sure that I'm like, oh, here we go. I got, like, I got him here. Mm. We want to make sure that I can walk my daughter down the aisle. Mm. I'm like, why? Why do you want to do that? Yeah. Like, God, why? Why do you keep asking me this? I'm like, they're like, okay, well, I just want to make sure that my kids know that I love them. Mm. I'm like, okay, why do you want to do that? Yeah. And they go, because my dad was never there for me like I wanted to be. I'm you like, get to the yes, root of the problem. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. So if we can get to that, then it's not so much like, it's like exactly what you said. You take the problem, you work backwards. We have a lot of tactics. I'm a really tactical guy, mm. but I found that like even the best tactics fall on their face if you don't have the right why. Mm. So if you go, okay, you want to be around for your kids because your dad was never around for you. You need to be the man that you're, that you needed growing up. Yes, let's go. So when you, when shit gets t- tough, when you don't want to eat that meal, when someone offers you something that falls out of alignment with your goals, you go, Nah, this is for my kids. This is my family. This is this is because this is who I am as a dad. Yeah. That is powerful. And that's going to keep you going back day after day. Yeah. Because I feel like most of the time when you ask people the first why, it's external. It's, you know, oh, I want other people to view me this way. I want I want to I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to run a 5K. Yeah. yeah. Then when you get to the second why, they try to look back at themselves because they, they've looked at the other perspective. They're looking back at themselves. Then when you get to the third, fourth. I want to be healthy. Fifth. I want to, yeah, I want to, I want to drop my meds. Yeah, exactly. And once you get third, fourth, fifth, you know, however many wise down you get to, then you get to the root of the problem. And that is something that I wish there were more kind of, there was a more understanding or kind of literature based on this so that people can question themselves like this. of why do I want to do this? Why, why, why? Because I normally end up, my first thought is already past those two levels of why. Then I have to keep going down, down, down till I go, right. The goal is actually that I don't want to work for somebody else. Why don't I want to work for someone else? I just don't like it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, why don't you like it? Because people are fucking dumb. Like, it just, (laughs) do you know what I mean? And you have to get to that point where it goes to that real singular, granular thing that is, you know, sounds stupid, but it's what you need. It's what you want. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. And I think that, like, if you can do that for yourself, even more, more power to you. Yeah. What advice would you give to anybody who is trying to start out improving their life through fitness and through nutrition, apart from to buy the million dollar body method? Obviously, please buy that. Um, so what I would say is, is like, if you want a tactical thing that you can do, that's going to help you get really good results, mm. start walking, yeah. walk. If you, uh, if you can, if you can hit 10,000 steps a day, that is like, that's like next level. That's perfect. Mm. If you can get 20 minutes per day, start there but walk more and like, I guarantee those results will follow. The more you walk, the better you feel, the better your body will be, the, the better your like your lung capacity, the lower your fat levels are going to be. So walking is huge. Uh, also free. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Oh, and then I thought they charged you to walk. I don't know. 
you'd think they do, but based on how many people you see outside walking, yeah. I think it's very expensive, but, and then drink enough water. If you're not drinking water, your body can't burn fat. Mm. We don't burn fat in the gym. We burn fat at night as our body is repairing and rebuilding. Generally it takes about 27 pounds of oxygen and, and like one pound of water to burn one pound of fat. Right. Sorry, 27 pounds of oxygen, like 16 pounds of water and want to burn one pound of fat. So you need to be having a lot of a lot of water on a regular basis mm. in order to keep your body primed in a position where it can burn fat because you're exhaling that through your mouth while you're sleeping. Yeah. So two free things, drink a gallon of water every single day. I don't know what that is in, in metric. <laughs> it's a lot of water. <laughs> drink more water, people. Yeah. You think you're drinking enough? You're not. Double it. Mm. And then walk more. Yeah. Perfect. And last question, what brings you the most joy in your line of work? I mean, I love seeing people win. I like, I like seeing clients win. I like seeing my friends win. I like seeing clients who are friends, like win in their business. I like seeing people go like, Hey, yeah, like my, my business is, or my, my weight loss is going great. But you know what I just did as I just crushed this meeting with this potential, this potential client. Mm. And like say, like I rolled up confident. I felt really good. So like. I think that like, yeah, seeing other people get, get the W like really lights me up. What are your social medias? Where can the people find you online and all that kind of good stuff? Where can they buy your book? All those things. Well, um, one thing I would love to do is if your if your audience is up for it, I would love to like, I'd love to like bring a gift with me when I come on shows. So like I would, I'd like to do is if you're, if people listening right now want to check out the book, I'd love to give that to them for free. So I'd send them a Kindle version or a PDF version, whatever they would like to. And all you have to do to go get that for free is go to N the number eight trainingsystemscom slash book. We'll get you that for free. So and I'll just, I'll shoot that over to you in an email. So if I would love to just send that out to people. The second thing is you can connect with me on Instagram, million dollar body method on Instagram, or you can join the million dollar body community on Facebook. That's um, n8trainingsystems.com slash group to get to that place. And that's where I'm putting out all my content, uh, trainings, weekly podcasts, meal plans, etc. Thank you for listening to People Explained. New episodes come out every Monday. We would appreciate it if you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts and shared this episode with a friend.